This, 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 this show is brought to you by Safety FM. Welcome to Unapologetically Bold, I'm Not Sorry For. If you are a person that is tired of apologizing for being you, you know, the human part of you that sometimes feels like it has to be different at home versus work versus play, the human side that just wants to be hot, humble, open, and transparent about your wants, desires, and uniqueness. If you answered yes, this podcast is for you. Join me, Emily Elrod, as I dive into conversations with amazing guests about what they are not sorry for in creative and loving ways. Let's get started. I'm so excited today to have Chance with me today. Thanks, Chance, for joining me. Thank you for having me. I always love having a conversation with you. It's always fun. We get really nerdy on things, so we'll try to keep it at high level, but you never know where it's going to go. Awesome. So, Chance, for the people that don't know who you are, um, just give them a little background, backstory about you. Uh, a little background, background story is hard to do. I have a weird and twisted one, so I'll kind of keep it uh, calm. I've been through multiple industries at this point in my life. I've been homeless twice in my life. For the past 10 years, I've spent my, my focus, my life, my energy in leadership. What is leadership? What does it mean? Uh, to me, it's become something more sacred, and it's not only just a word. I don't believe it's a position. It's not a title, but it's a philosophy of life. How do you want to live your life? And, you know, the, sometimes that gets a little bit chaotic. Oh, I love it. I think that flows fantastically into what you're not sorry for. So, Chance, tell the world what you are not apologizing for. I am no longer apologizing for creating chaos. And when I say chaos, I don't mean being a jerk or, you know, uh, just trying to throw a wrench in the gears for no good reason. I have lost many jobs because I have asked why too many times. My last two positions, I have not renewed my contract because I knew if I asked why one more time, someone was going to lose a gasket. My last position, I even told them three years before I didn't sign my contract that I was going to create chaos and they did not believe me. Now, uh, you know, that's good for some people, but not always great for your manager. And I think that's an interesting concept because what I call action at times, people call chaos. And it's the verbiage of what chaos actually is. So, a lot of times it may just be uncomfortable, but for you, I know it's a form of leadership and like you said, a philosophy and putting people through a little bit of uncomfort and chaos to get to the next level. How has that helped um, in shaping who you are? I have struggled with who I am for a lot of years. Um, I live in a very small mountain logging town and that's not who I am. So trying to figure out exactly who I am has been tough. I'm this guy that likes to read doctoral dissertations for fun. Over my shoulder, you see Pikachu, Batman, Charmander, and Abraham Lincoln. And there's uh, Uncle Sam up there too. So I have this weird dichotomy, a little bit of chaos. Mm -hmm. I have, you know, this love for learning but that nerd, as you said, we nerded out a little. 
but more than uh, a little. And for those of you who are wondering where my Squirtle is, I just ordered it on Amazon. <laughs> yes. My, my starter Pokemon will be here. Don't worry. So, uh, you know, being who I am has been a part of my creating chaos. It's not something I want to do. I don't want people to be uncomfortable, but I know that it is important to be uncomfortable. Uh, part of leadership is having those difficult conversations, that emotional intelligence to know I'm uncomfortable and this isn't okay but I can make it through it. So when I say chaos, I'm not saying I, that Alfred uh, quote from Batman begins, some men just want to see the world burn. I don't want to see the world burn. I am horrified that I see the world burning literally and figuratively right now, but I have the hope that through that chaos, there is a better path forward. Mm. And I <sighs> think that is so deep. And I love your heart. Like I, I've gotten to know you through different engagements in the human first community as well. Just that, that deep and how much you care and you've been open and honest about your past. And even like you said, starting out that you've been homeless, how has that helped you in embracing chaos more so that you can get to that next level that it's going to be okay? We all have different versions of ourselves in this world. There's no way that we can. That's just not the way that this is built. But some of us have gotten so far away from the core of who we are and how we want to be that anyone that tries to do that is now seen as a saboteur. Mm -hmm. um, there's a book that I read that he calls them revolutionaries. It's not about being revolutionary and destroy the system, but be revolutionary by being yourself. So when I talk about leadership, emotional intelligence, conflict management, I will tell you that my kids know it first. Mm -hmm. My five-year-old, almost six-year-old talks about emotional intelligence. My two-year-old knows, mad daddy, I breathe. Yes, mm -hmm. oh, you breathe. So this isn't something that I'm talking about. It's not lip service anymore. There's some of me that had to be a certain person. Uh, I dress a certain way. It's always a black shirt. Um, usually I have bracelets on. It's who I am. I'm not shaving the beard. I'm not taking my plugs out. I have tattoos. They're hidden, but that's who I am. I can't not be me anymore. And if that creates chaos in your world, then how can I help your world be bigger? How can I be a part of that? It's not just one thing. This is the philosophy of my life. I've said before that I, I have hope. Because if I didn't, I'd be in the corner crying. And that only gets stronger in every day. So, you know, my chaos is being myself because I have to be, because my wife needs it, my kids need it. And I think the world needs us to be more of ourselves. I think in that aspect of being that hot human, it allows you to get to the next level. And so let's talk about that for a second and how important it has been for you on living it out like what i joke about all the time is that my kids like either they're going to go to a therapist later or even be like the most emotionally intelligent like my kids they know trigger recognitions like now because i feel like we're such onions and we have to peel back and peel back and peel back and so like let's just not make it such a big onion let's just start at the core and things like that learning it young why is it so important to live it for leadership one of the ways that I cut through and create chaos is I am a very celebrated cursor. <laughs> I'm not going to do it here. 
I respect your platform. But usually the first way that I get people to introduce to me is within the first hour, I say BS. Because if we do not live our life in a way that we want to be, in the way that we want people to see us, everyone will see it. Mm-hmm. It's just how it is. There is no, this is chance at work. This is chance at home. This is chance with the kids. This is chance with my wife. I've done that. Uh, my last position that I actually went to an office for three years, I drove two hours there, two hours home. It was a good position. It's what got me to where I'm at. I am truly 100% blessed to have that. But when I had to be someone besides myself, I saw everyone else suck. Mm-hmm. My wife wasn't doing as well. My two-year-old at the time, then my newborn, thankfully my uh, youngest was here after that. So he's not going to have to deal with that trauma of dad coming home and passing out on the couch. Mm -hmm. So being yourself is just something you have to do because everyone can see it. Whether we want to think it or not, we are still animals that work on our gut instincts. We see it when you go through trauma training or you go through emergency response training. The first thing they say is if you feel something, pay attention to it and do not deny it. Mm-hmm. Because we can see the BS. Mm-hmm. We know when our director or our CEO is not working the way they say they're going to. Mm-hmm. So if I'm here and this is just who I am, I'm cursing, I'm playing Pokemon, I rock Call of Duty right now. <laughs> Much COVID time, my kill death ratio is great. It's- <laughs> No, that's who I am, but I connect to people because there's no BS. A lot of my work in the past couple of months has been with college students, whether they're being in student government or, you know, other support programs. We, we talk about TikTok. Do I understand TikTok? No, but I'm trying. And I'll admit that I'm the old dude in the room. <laughs> being there and being honest, people see it. You don't want to be around people who aren't real. And I think that is so important on the aspect of being you. Again, basically, you're speaking life into the show because that is what it is. And how much success has come from that? Like, one, not only, like you talked about earlier, like your, your personal, but also professionally. Like, people connect. And I think now more than ever, that's what I've talked about with COVID is I, I feel like it's a humanity shift that I love on that aspect of it and that you are juggling so many stressors you being fake just needs to go like just be you like the kids count like i told you earlier one of my podcast one of these i had a kid brought a tooth like my dog's tooth in the middle of it like you can't predict anything in 2020 you never could predict it before but for some reason we want to put this pretty little mask on this proverbial mask, and now we're we're removing it to put. And that's it's another one on this for safety. So let's go. In, let's dive into that on professionally. Like, why leaders need to be hot humans, humble, open, transparent, be themselves, and cause chaos. Chaos is okay. That goes back to kind of where I was with me. Um, the positions I've had before where, you know, paperwork, I have to be in the middle of this case management. And I will admit that I was horrible. I feel bad for the people that got my files after me because I know that it was atrocious. 
I am anyone that hears me from that program, I see you, I hear you. That's where I will say sorry, because I did not do live up to what I said I was going to. But I started seeing that in myself. And thankfully, I had a president that saw that as well, saw that, you know, my background, my degree was in leadership. It's where my focus was, my shift was against my manager, my director's wants kind of started pulling me away from the program. Uh, started saying, hey, I want you to look at this. What can you do to help us with this? What can you do? And so as I was being more real to myself, I was finding more success. To be honest, when COVID hit, I've, I've had a website developed for two or three years. When COVID hit, I felt good enough. I was about to hit it and go, okay, we're making the jump. We're doing this just chance, not anybody else. I'm not doing it through their HR. This is chance. We're here. Let's rock it. I sat on it for two more weeks and got, I cannot do this. I'm afraid. Mm -hmm. And then one person called me, another person called me and another and another. And, you know, it was more like, Hey, what do you have thoughts about this sort of program or this or that? And then I realized that if I was following what this universe is telling me, I know for years, the universe is saying chances where you go. This is what you do. This is who you are. I didn't see myself like this when I was in high school. Mm -mm. My mom got into the cedar chest where everything I've ever done is hidden. And we found a, a leadership award. I actually have it over there on the shelf because I still can't believe it. I got it when I didn't believe in myself. So as I started believing in myself and seeing that, there's that transition. And I am big on that honesty of who we are. I went after my degree, I went after my education, I went off the, the opportunities I have because I know what I want to do. I'm not the dude you want running your books. I'm not the dude you want running your case study. I'll help you write a narrative for a grant, but you want your accountant or CPA hitting that. That's just how it is. But if you want someone to come in here and help people figure out who they want to be, what their lives are going to be, mm -hmm. that's when you come to me. I've said before I started doing my speaking consulting, like I'm going to go into an organization and I'm not going to do work, but I will help other people do their work good enough that we will hire more people to take care of my deficiencies. Mm -hmm. And I'm done working on my deficiencies. I am. I'm not doing it no more. I don't got time for that. I know what I'm good at. I'm running that. You can't lead others if you can't lead yourself first, others if you don't love yourself first. And I think that's so imperative to go from that side and that lens of leadership that sometimes without, you know what you're good at, you know your strengths, you do know your weaknesses, but I, I think you touched on something so huge that comes with it. If I didn't know what my strengths were, if I didn't know that wisdom, taking knowledge and action and, and making it an actual step, if I didn't know process and how humans work, that's my thing, like nerding out on humans and kind of making that thing that goes with it. If I didn't know that. But I think one thing that is really interesting, interesting, if I hadn't went through chaos, I would have never known it. Um, I think Joe Rogan was the one that said this originally, but he said there's never been an interesting person that's had a easy life. Mm -mm. When we're talking about chaos, when we're talking about building ourselves, do something bigger and better, whatever that level of chaos is for you, everyone has their own boundaries, their own borders they have to push. So when I hear that, I go, yeah, we have to struggle to be better. 
I've told you before about a time that I said, you know, I like to push my boundaries. I like to fail out of my comfort zone. And I said, I want to skydive one day. And one of the gentlemen in my workshop said, oh, yeah, by the way, I'm the local pilot. When do you want to go up? That was three years ago. I still get a LinkedIn every once in a while saying, hey, Chance, when are we going to go? What's up? But I tell them not yet. And we're going to get back there. But we do have to struggle. That wasn't survival of the strongest. It's the survival of those who can adapt and move past the struggles they've had. And I think that's the important part, man, is that adaptation, the resilience, and embracing failure. I literally have on my, my wall to embrace the no, because I'm a people pleaser. And I want to like make everybody happy. And so whenever they say no, like I put it in on my identity, like I'm not good enough, you know? But like, how many no's do we have to have to get to a yes? Like, make a fun game with it. And finding ways that, that's how this brain works. My poor husband's like, oh, Emily, I don't know. But those are some of the things. It's like failure. My my father, I've said this probably a million times on the show, that like he taught me that feeling has to be a part of success. Like he always says, he goes, I know 150 ways not to make a splosser, but the one way that I did it right, look at the life you got. And I know because he failed and how he tried that overcoming, how it embraced my life. But what if I want to stay comfortable? How's that impacting the next generation? How is that impacting set? Like there's one company I love that they look everything from seven generations out. Like how is it what I'm doing today impacting seven generations out? And that was so impactful for me, but it's because of chaos. It's because of the suck. It's embracing it and the nose and everything that comes with it. So I think that's important right now is just to talk a little bit more on, I hate this perverted, stepping outside your comfort zone. But, you know, it's like a cliche thing we hear. But talk about that from a leadership aspect. So when I think about stepping outside of your comfort zone for leaders and uh, leadership, I haven't, I'm getting to the point I don't like the word leadership either at this point. <laughs> it, that sounds like a title and a position. It's a buzzword too. Oh, it is. Now lead or leads an action. Ooh, action. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. So as we're talking about leadership or the ability to lead, we're, we're talking about acting and doing, doing something. And that kind of goes into that feeling. It's not about doing the right thing or the wrong thing. It's doing the thing for the right reason sometimes. And as we're talking comfort zone, I mean, realistically, outside of a nice steak and some uh, steak fries, what's your comfort zone? <laughs> right now, in the middle of COVID, none of us are in our comfort zone. Uh, my wife has said it multiple times. We're in Maslow's hierarchy of needs. We're struggling mm-hmm. to have our basic physical needs met. So how can we articulate well enough to even get close to the emotion or psychological, let alone self-actualization. And I think that's too, the big part that you point out too is psychological safety. Like, you know, and coming that I do a lot of stuff in the safety world, it's like, we can't have chaos because that's a risk. Well, risk or how we learn, like you need to like change your mindset on risk. And I think it comes to the dollar amount sometimes that they, they care more about. So risk is one thing, but how we respond to that is a whole different thing. Mm-hmm. As we're talking about the human part about leadership, 
I know that when I talk about leadership, I'm talking about the way people are going to feel when I'm out of the room. The way we react to risk or failure or success, whatever, that is part of the issue. When we're talking about leadership, Simon Sinek puts it um, in terms of the military. He talks about we are brothers and sisters. We may fight here, but if anyone comes from the outside, so help me. If we had that same mentality, my father-in-law works for a logging company mm-hmm. that you cannot get fired for substance abuse, mental disorder, or like drug, alcohol, whatever. You can't get fired for that. You can only get fired for not going to treatment, which they mm-hmm. will pay for. That's cool. They will take care of it. So they're not talking about, they're talking about, I'm willing to take the risk if you are. If you're mm-hmm. willing to act, we're here with you. We're not going to get down on you. We will be here to support you until you're no longer willing to take the risk. So risk is a good thing. It's That's why I like chaos. Chaos isn't bad. It's changing it so we can be to that next version, that next thing. We never get to version 1.0 because by the time we get to version 0.8, everything's already changed. We have to figure out a whole new way to move forward. So that's why we say good is better than perfect. Done mm-hmm. is better than perfect because now we can figure out what the next version of done is. Now we can move forward. That is so deep, but also so awesome at the fact that you're bringing out to light the aspects of leadership, again, that are not talked about a lot. And I, and I think the importance of almost like that brotherhood, that sisterhood, that coming together and how you reframe risk and what if the world did that you know what if our companies what if what if the government what if what if different things did this for risk i always say fail often um, but fail safe whenever you are even in chaos there's still some safety in it because you know who you are if you know who you are and you know what you're you're good at and what your strengths are and your purpose on this earth is you can get to that next level because if you fail, you're gonna learn from it. There's something the other day I was talking with somebody, basically it's a goal. So anybody listening to this, I really wanna work on this. It is where he he came out to me, I put a fact out that it, I think it was 400,000 veterans are homeless. And then somebody else messaged me and he goes, isn't it crazy that there's that many people that are homeless and, and how it correlates with suicide, but yet we have 700,000 buildings in the government that are just vacant. And it's like, you know, like how can we take these things that we hear about, we learn about and putting them together and it's risky. Yeah, I may mess up on it, but if we can learn through the process, it may not, no plan goes perfect the first time. It's a guess, it's a hypothesis, it's a prediction. But why don't we take the risk of just trying? Because what if it impacts just one person? That's just podcast what if it impacts just one person and how it can i think it's the the law of reciprocity it will it will come back tenfold for the world to be greater and to be better but if i didn't know that if you didn't know what you you you're good at like the world wouldn't even get to hear what you're saying today that is i know that's a blessing because it's it's deep and it's awesome i do want to give a little plug to say champ how can people reach out to you how can they contact you to get learn more about you 
So contacting me is easiest through the website, chancevstuart.com. I am an elder millennial that scorns social media. Uh, none of my kids, there's one picture of my of one of my kids on social media. I'm not on there very well. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram. LinkedIn is probably your best because I love the people I found there. Mm -hmm. I'm definitely finding my tribe. Uh, so yeah, the website or LinkedIn is probably your best bet. Instagram's going to get better, but it's a little bit. I'm there oh. with you. <laughs> it's knowing yourself, right? That's 100%. One thing I want to jump in here, because you're talking about risk. Um, the way you said it, you know, we have all these buildings and all these homeless veterans. I will tell you every single day of the week, I will risk money for the reward of a human being every day of the week. Um, money. I'm a dirty, rotten capitalist, but I think people have to be taken care of 100%. I will take the risk of losing all the money if we can take care of people, mm -hmm. because that's what leadership is. Leadership is the action for people. How are we taking care of others? Uh, I live my life on this philosophy that I heard called the two deaths. Have you ever heard of this one before? Mm -hmm. Okay. It's something that keeps me up at night and has for five years. The philosophy of the two deaths is that every single person that lived, going to live, or going to in the future dies two deaths. Mm -hmm. The first time when we leave our body and the last time someone says our name. Oh, I have said this hundreds of times. I have goosebumps everywhere. It hurts. You too. <laughs> but it's one of those things I think about that so often. I'm not living for today. I'm not even at this point living for myself. I'm living for my two little girls and my little boy. The last time someone says my name, I don't want them to say, well, he made a lot of money. I want them to say, dad, grandpa, you know, that author, God, he loved people. Mm -hmm. And so when I think about leadership, chaos, I don't care if anybody else is on board. It's not just, it's more than a legacy. It, it's it's leaving a philosophy and it, it is it's leaving in essence yourself through that leadership and it's that sevenfold like the seven generations from now how is it impacting oh, that is those i just love you chance i know you were nervous before this so i'm, I'm going to throw him under the bus right now um he was really nervous before this I don't want to pick favorites, but this has been one of my favorites in deepest conversations that you just, you knocked it out of the park. As always, I want to give you the last word um, with the last question. What would you tell people that are apologizing for causing chaos along the way? As long as you're creating chaos for the right reason, it doesn't matter. Your intentions are important. Whether or not we get to the right version, the right model, the right thing that we wanted to happen, our intentions do matter. And we don't give enough credit for that. Mm -hmm. uh, we get hit for our failures and we get fired for our failures. But what we meant to do is important. The love that we bring to something, the love that we bring to a difficult conversation, when we're not talking to our family because we hurt them, but we didn't mean to. We hurt somebody because we had to tell them, you know, our team deserves better than what you're giving us. That is hard. That is at the, the core of a servant leader's heart, though. Mm -hmm. 
we have to be here together. And if you're not doing better and we're not doing better, then we have to find a different way. Causing chaos for the right reason is one of the most noble pursuits we have. Be radical. Be different. I mean, be unapologetically bold. I love it. And I think that's a fantastic way to end this. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Unapologetically Bold, I'm Not Sorry For. If this touched you in any way, please like and subscribe and share with your friends as we continue the message of being unapologetically bold by being hot humans who are humble, open, and transparent. See you next time.